Hoosier United Methodist podcast, episode number 23, with Reverend Tom Heaton from Mission Guatemala. I think people have a passion for helping people. I think they have a passion for helping people who are who are poor and in need. They've just never been exposed for a period of time to to people who challenging situations. And Hi, I am David B.W. Owen, a retired United Methodist clergy and currently chair of the African University Campaign. I've been talking with Brad Miller, Dr. Brad Miller, my good friend and the director of the Hoosier United Methodist Pop Podcast. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that a strong connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The Hoosier United Methodist Podcast will help you and your church connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from successful pastors and people making a difference in United Methodist Churches in Indiana. And now, here's Brad. Hello again, good people, and welcome to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. I am Dr. Brad Miller, glad to be with you on this edition of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, where it is our mission to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana to live out the purpose of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's our mission, and we uplift the people, the pastors, the churches, and the mission projects which make up the Indiana Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church, and we lift them up and share the good news stories that we have. We do have a good news story today about someone who took an initiative and a calling from God that started when he adopted a five-year-old child from the country of Guatemala. His name is Tom Heaton, and he founded six years ago Mission Guatemala. Mission Guatemala serves the needs of people in a rural area of Guatemala with medical services, dental services, uh, various aspects of community development and meeting the nutritional and even the educational needs of the children and the, and the people of, this, of a rural area of Guatemala. Tom has, was, is an ordained elder in the Indiana Conference of the United Methodist Church and served local churches for many years, but felt a compelling call to go to Guatemala and start a new mission, basically from scratch, about six years ago. And today we're telling his story and the story about Mission Guatemala and the impact it has made not only on the people in that rural area of Guatemala, but also on hundreds of people from all around the United States who have gone and been part of mission teams to help out at Mission Guatemala. You're going to hear a great story here here today about Mission Guatemala. I would remind you that Mission Guatemala is the mission that the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast is supportive of. It is what we uh, have uh, partnered up with Mission Guatemala and Tom Heaton as well. As it. So we, when you support us, you support Mission Guatemala. I did want also to say that we are sponsored by today the book Meet the Good People by Reverend Roger Ross from the First United Methodist Church in Springfield, Illinois. It's a great book and uh, can be used very effectively as a lesson about Wesley's impact 
and the teachings of Wesley as it relates to reaching out to people in our communities. And uh, it can be used as a mission or as a, as a uh, sermon series and a, uh, a guide for small groups, for instance. There's that. Today, our focus is on Mission Guatemala and missions in the United Methodist Church, particularly this incredible story about how, how Tom Heaton went to Bishop Pointer a few years ago and said, I've got this calling, I've got this urge, I got this, this is what I have to do. And even though there was some give and take there, it ended up where Tom packed up his car, and took his, uh, his sons and drove to Guatemala and started something from scratch. And there's some, just a great story to tell here. And he's going to tell about how it impacted not only his life, the people's lives there, but how transformation is taking place. That's what our focus is on today in episode number 23 of the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast. Let's get into our conversation with Reverend Tom Heaton right now. Uh, wow. Mission Guatemala, it's probably something that was many, many years in development, but we're, um, as of the date of this, this broadcast, we're uh, almost at our sixth anniversary. Uh, we started uh, just uh, just under six years ago with really a basic idea that we wanted to open a small medical clinic so that people could have d decent health care. And after we got the medical clinic open, the idea was that we needed to perhaps then add to that a dental clinic. And then we saw children around us that were hungry, and so we said maybe we can start a feeding program for them. And over time, all of those ideas and all of those needs became you know, became apparent. And so uh, we've sort of grown and developed and changed as we've seen the needs around us. And people have been generous in supporting uh, supporting the work that we do. So one program is kind of built on another. And yet I know that this Mission Guatemala is a, in large part a product of your personal passion, your personal call to mission and ministry. Tell us a little bit about your personal a calling, as it were, to Mission Guatemala and how that came about. Well, um, I, it probably all started uh, m many, many years ago when I adopted my son uh, when he was five years old from, from Guatemala. And so prior to that, I couldn't even point to where Guatemala was on a map. I just knew it was somewhere down there. Uh, and uh, that, that was my first connection with Guatemala. And we would go back and forth between the United States and Guatemala from time to time, taking little family vacations, family trips. So I wanted my son to know and remember his country that, that, um, that he came to me from. And as we made those trips, we began to venture out more and see the great need, the great poverty that, that existed there. And, uh, I said to myself, somebody ought to do something about that. And then I kind of realized, hey, I'm somebody. I can probably do something you know, uh, about this. So uh, that's kind of kind of the history of the connection with Guatemala and, and just kind of the, the process of, of realizing there was great need and the fact that I could probably do something to help with that great need. And just as a matter of context, you were serving as a local church pastor in the state of Indiana and, and eventually made the break, made the transition to, uh, to initiate this mission project. Uh, that that's correct. I mean, I've, I was uh, I'm an elder in full connection, a, a pastor in, in the United Methodist Church, uh, and uh, still kind of had this passion and this call to do this. And uh, went to went to to Bishop Goiner and, and shared that with him. And he said, "Well, I'm I'm willing to make an appointment like that if you're really sure you really <laughs> really want to want to do that." And uh, so you know, fortunately, a, a mission-minded you know bishop and uh, a bishop letting 
allowing me to live out kind of the passions that that I have has has borne a lot of fruit and so we're just really excited about that opportunity. You say it's, it's borne a lot of fruit. Can you be specific and tell us about maybe some individual situation, family or person or some situation that you have really seen uh, transformed by Mission Guatemala? Wow, uh, how much time you have. Uh, we've uh, We've touched thousands upon thousands of people and families over the past six years. Uh, a quick story that always comes to mind, uh, we, we had a project that we were a little more actively involved in a couple of years ago than, than we are now. We still do install fuel-efficient wood-burning stoves in people's homes. These are stoves that um, use very little wood yet get very hot and most importantly they vent smoke out of the house rather than having a campfire or an open fire in the house which can fill the house with smoke. It's life-changing for people. They're, they're, they have clean air in their house. Their children do well with it. Uh, anyway, um, the story we had gone, we'd gone in to uh, install one of these stoves in, in a woman's home and in the process of installing the stove, we ask her, you know, how, how old are you? Just kind of curiosity, make conversation question. And she said she wasn't really sure, but she thought she was about 80. That's not very uncommon in Guatemala, that people are uncertain. They know their age or have documentation or whatever. Right, right because it, it's actually, the United States is one of the few places that seems to be obsessed by birthdays and, and those kinds of things. Most of, the, most of the rest of the world isn't. But she thought she was about 80, and she looked that, so... Um, anyway, the, we, we continued to install our stove, and uh, a, a few minutes later, um, she, she kind of began to have tears well up in her eyes, and we asked her, you know, what, what's wrong? Are we installing this in the wrong place? <laughs> you know, is, is everything okay? And she said, no, everything's fine. But she said, you know, uh, prior to having the stove installed, I would always cook on a campfire on the floor in the corner of my house. And when you leave today, this will be the first time in my life that I've ever cooked standing up. What an incredible story. What a transition for her personally. Right. I mean, you just, and you, 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 you begin to realize just those things that you take, it, you know, you take for granted every day are, are not things that, um, that happen in, in the rest of the world. She, she went on to show us this little device she had tied to a string that was attached around her neck. And we asked her what that was for. And she said, well, in order to cook, I have to go gather firewood. And she said, every now and then, as I go up into the woods to gather firewood off the ground to cook with, I get things stuck in my feet because I've never had a pair of shoes. And so I use this to dig the things I get stuck in my feet out. And so, you know, you just kind so of- it was like kind of a pick or some right. device to dig it, stuff out of her feet. Oh, my right. goodness. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so so we also made sure after that she had a pair of shoes uh, shoes to wear. But it just, you know, it's just it's just been an amazing journey to see that, you, you know, you, you can make a difference. So you see really pragmatic application of the gospel, don't you, in, very, in, in various ways here. Tell us a little bit about how... Um, I know a part of what you've been involved with has been uh, mission groups from the states coming to be a part of what you're about. Tell us about how that's working and about some of the impact of some of the mission teams that have come to be a part of what you're about. 
Well, we've uh, we've actually been overwhelmed by the the number of people that that want to have hands on uh, you know hands on service. Uh, we have to sometimes turn people away every year simply because we don't have a spot and a slot and a, t- a time that that can accommodate them. Uh, we we average between forty and forty five teams a year now coming down from the states somewhere in the area of six hundred plus volunteers you know in mission working with us, uh, and they partner you know they work with us as we partner with the villages that we work in uh, helping them meet the needs that they have in their community everything from flush toilets to replace holes in the ground at at public schools uh, hand washing sinks there's some schools that we work with that have three to four hundred children in two faucets in the entire school and then you try to teach children wash your hands with soap and water to prevent disease yet there's no way the the logistics alone are uh daunting aren't they right exactly so then we we have uh, groups that come in and build these you know series of hand washing sinks so that instead of two faucets the school can have 14 faucets that make it easy to try to have you know children to be able to have an opportunity to wash their hands with soap and water and just you know it's really like life-changing things that are meeting basic human needs uh, in communities so you have these teams come tell us about how you may have seen or have um, learned about uh, transformations that's taking place among individuals or teams or local churches, how that's impacted their their uh, understanding of mission. Oh gosh, there's. I mean, it just it's. I guess I often jokingly say, but with a bit of seriousness too. I've I've never had anybody after they've they've. Uh, finish their final day in Guatemala, look at me and say, well, that's a week of my life. I'll never get back again. I mean, most people are just kind of really celebrating with us how their eyes have been open. I, I think people have a passion for helping people. I think they have a passion for helping people who are, who are poor and in need. They've just never been exposed for a period of time to, to people who are facing challenging situations. And, and in that sort of week period of time, we, we give them an opportunity to meet to meet people who are wonderful people who just need need a little bit of a, a hand up. Any particular story from those, from those folks that really moved you, really touched you from those folks? Oh gosh, uh, there are, there are so there are so many. I can't even I can't even begin to uh, to you know to think of one. I guess one of the you know one of the biggest things um, you know would probably be the number of of uh, youth youth young people that we've seen come down and you know gotten stories later that um, they're they're they've changed their major in school to something that they thought could could be you know rather than thinking about themselves and what their income might be as a result of that job they want to get trained to help you know do something to really make a difference in the world and in in, in people's lives and we we get a lot of you know a lot of responses back like that Um, we get a lot of people who have just been challenged and moved so much that they want to go back to their local church and help raise funds to for us to develop new programs one of the things we always tell people though is you know we're glad you've had this experience we're glad you're moved by it but you know back in your own community (laughs) there are people in your own community right next door to you who have needs that are are sincere and, and in many cases you know quite quite desperate and so you don't have to travel a thousand miles to make it you know make a difference you can do it right in your own community yeah, as well. of course we say in our church both uh, as our as our mission statement that we are about making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world transformation of the world often takes place in a mission context whether it's in your own home or in 
in Guatemala. Say a word about that whole sense of transformation. Well, you know, uh, we feel like our discipleship making and, and transformation actually comes within the teams, uh, that we can create within them a, a new sense of, of a hurting world that is there and that they can take a little bit of time out of their lives and help help transform the world to make it make it uh, a better place and we feel like our discipleship making is even within those teams and people on those teams who grow in their discipleship and grow in their their faith journey and their faith walk with Christ um, in terms of uh, uh, in terms of their experience you know working with us that we get, you know it's just so seldom that people take especially adults take a week of their life to kind of pull away from a busy, crazy, developing world to go into the, the more un, undeveloped and underdeveloped world and reflect on world situation and, and how the world really is. We're caught up in our fast-moving, day-to-day, got-to-get-it-done, first-world amenities. And so when people can take a week of their life to pull back and actually have an experience and see the world through a different set of it's eyes. A spiritual experience as well as a practical, pragmatic exactly. mission experience. Exactly, exactly, exactly. You said that with fewer words than I did, and that's perfect, <laughs> exactly. Very good. Well, you've made a lot of progress in six years, but I'm sure the need is still great. What are a couple particular needs right now at Mission Guatemala that if a team was thinking about being helpful, a mission team at a local church is thinking about being helpful, what are some needs right now? Well, we always we always encourage people to email us first, or, or get or you know be in contact with us first before they do something to make sure you know what what might be a, an immediate current need at the moment is still a, an immediate uh, current need. Um, we're always in need of things uh, as simple as small, small new or gently used children's toys, children's items, because we're always trying to do at the end of the year. Christmas parties in the 19 villages where we work, trying to make sure all the children get a present, a present for Christmas, and that's that's quite a big, um, you know, uh, quite a big, big undertaking. Uh, we're also always uh, in the need of a collection of over-the-counter medicines. So if people wanted to be in contact with us uh, about what the current need is, we'd be glad to help, you know, help fill them in, um, fill them in on, on that as well. So those are two things that kind of, you know, come to mind. If the church happens to have a passion around a certain area and wants to help us in that, uh, if your focus is children, uh, if you've got a sewing ministry, you know, whatever that might be. So it's, it's, I'm sorry to hear but it sounds like there's levels of contribution people can make from the very simple to the, you know, the elaborate, so just taking a trip there and so on. There's many levels of service that churches could do. Tell us how people can be in contact with you if they want to be in service in some form or another. Probably the best way is through our website, which is missionguatemala.com, uh, and emails to info, I-N-F-O, at missionguatemala.com would be the, the quickest, fastest way to, to get in touch with us. Email is always the best. They could also follow us on uh, Facebook at facebook slash missionguatemala.com. Um, to have access and follow follow the adventures of teams and everything else on our Facebook page. And just to clarify, Mission Guatemala is an advanced special of the United Methodist Church. So we, we are an advanced, uh, advanced special. You can go to the General Board of Global Ministries uh, website and click on Advances and type in Mission Guatemala, and our, our page will come up, and you can make a donation to us that way or, or learn more about us through the General Board of Global Ministries. 
And I would also say that information about this will be on our on our show notes on our on our on our web, web page, and that uh, Mission Guatemala is uh, a sponsor and is one of the ways that our podcast supports missions in the United Methodist Church. Well, Tom, one more thing. What's something fun about you? Something activity you like to do with your sons or with you know, just for your own self? What's some fun fact about Tom? Ah, uh, gosh, I am not a fun person, actually. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have really gotten into um, this TV show, American Pickers. I don't know if anyone's ever seen that on the History Channel. And so I find myself now as I'm driving down the road and I see an antique store or a flea market or something wanting to pull off and just see if I can ever go in and find that, that treasure sitting in there that I, you know, I've kind of been looking for. I haven't had any luck at that, but it's just been kind of fun fun imagining myself to be those guys and rooting rooting through things so thanks again to Reverend Tom Heaton the powerhouse leader of Mission Guatemala if you're ever around Tom personally like I've had the privilege of being you know that he is passionate about how Jesus Christ is lived out in mission especially in this particular situation in Guatemala. And I know of many, many, many people who have led teams and part of groups who have gone to Mission Guatemala and had life-changing experiences. You can find out more about Mission Guatemala by going to their their website, missionguatemala.com, and we'll have some details about that on our site, which is hoosierunitedmethodist.com. That's a great place to find out about what we're up to at the Who's United Methodist podcast. You can also check us out at our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Hoosier United Methodist and some other places too, particularly iTunes, where we really would invite you to go to iTunes, look up the podcast there and give a subscribe on iTunes and then give us a five-star rating if you deem that we're worthy of it and a review. That helps people find us through search engine optimization. We do want you to, to share with you that uh, Mission Guatemala is the mission project of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast, and we support that in what we're about. When you support us, you support the Mission Guatemala. We do thank you for joining us today on the Hoosier United Methodist podcast. We do want you to know that we are here to serve you and to tell the stories about innovative churches and leaders and pastors in the Indiana Conference. If you've got stories for us, connect up with us through our website, HoosierUnitedMethods.com. Until next time, this is Dr. Brad Miller reminding you that the mission of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast is to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana for the purpose of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Until next time, I'm just here to remind you and lift up the good words from our founder, John Wesley, who said, do all the good you can. God bless. See you next time.
Thank you for listening to the Hoosier United Methodist podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We challenge you to be an active listener by subscribing and becoming a vital member of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast community. Visit us on the web at HoosierUnitedMethodist.com and chat with other members at Facebook.com slash Hoosier United Methodist. Until next time, continue to make disciples and transform the world.